G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision, this is Dale. And g'day, this is Mike. And welcome to our weekly episode, the first of 2023. Yes, we are back, all for another big season. Yeah, a little. we had a little break there, but obviously national finals kicking off this weekend means it's right back into it. It's going to be like this for the next, what, two months? Yes, very much so. And I thought it was a very good morning for our national finals this morning. Very impressed. Exactly. And we're joining you from Melbourne. Uh, we're down here for the Australian Open Tennis. I mean, number one, to see your family mm-hmm. and to see our friends, of course, <laughs> number one. And it's the tennis second. Um, but yeah, we're looking forward to that. It should be good. Yeah, nice to be back in Melbourne again. Well, let's talk about this morning's national finals. And of course, Belgium had their final. And we had a winner, a surprise winner. It was Gustav with Because of You. Well, Gustav was third with the jury, second with the public vote, to win by a single point. No one was talking about him. Uh, What do you think of this result? Yeah, probably the surprise, wasn't it? Um, He wasn't going in one of the big talked-about favourites. It's an interesting one. Um, Yeah, I I probably don't know if it was the best song out of the national final there, but it got the ticket, and obviously uh, with the juries voting the way they did with probably one of the other favourites, the Starlings, the door was open and, and he managed to sneak through and sneak through by one point. So it was close. And I mean, he put himself there by doing a great performance. Um, I think vocally he was really good. I thought the staging of it was was great. It was fun. There was some kind of you know, what do you call it, voguing, duck walking, yeah. like involved as well on screen. It was it was great. It was it was a good performance, and I think he allowed himself to have a chance of doing it when some others fell down with the public and some fell with the jury. So he snuck his way through, as you yeah, said. I, I don't know about the performance. I mean, really? he, he, he hit that vocally was very good. Yeah. I thought it was very good. But as far as what went on on stage, there wasn't much. That was basically just him, a couple of backup dancers, oh, sorry, backup singers, yeah. where some of the others really had some more staging thrown at it and looked like they had a bigger concept or bigger budgets. Yet this one was the one that perhaps since it's cleanliness maybe uh, stood out. Hmm. Yeah, and I think I do think there's a lot of work to do with the stage, and don't get me wrong oh, for yeah. Eurovision, but I think <laughs> they've got something to work with. Because I think once it won, I kind of wasn't paying much attention to it, but once it won, I went back, listened to it, took it all in. I'm like, look, you can do something with this. Hmm. This can work, but I think it's going to depend on what songs are going to be up against in Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. I guess it's all about the competition and, and how strong that is for him. But I don't think it's dead in the water by any stretch of the imagination or anything like that. A lot of people online saying, oh, this is a guaranteed NQ. Don't know about that. But um, yeah, they're going to have to probably find another couple of gears. Yeah, look, if I was betting, I'd be I'd choose NQ over Q. But there's <laughs> a long way to go until we get to Liverpool, as we know. So look, I have to say, probably the biggest surprise in a national final since Germany and Sisters mm. in 2019. So I think that, that result was massive this morning. Everyone was in shock. Yeah, particularly for me, the tally vote coming for it for a second place. I thought that that was probably surprising. Very, very surprising. All right, well, let's quickly talk about some of the others. Now, the Starlings, as you mentioned, they lost by one point. Mm-hmm. I thought they were the ones that were going to win, actually, and the jury kind of left them. Tanked them. Absolutely tanked them. Uh, whereas the tele vote came for it. It was the winner of the tele vote. 
It was fine. I thought it was probably like the safe option if you yeah. were going to pick one. But it didn't rock. It didn't knock my socks off or anything like that. The staging was quite nice. But um, yeah. yeah. I thought the staging was very nice, actually. But it was a little bit like... 2014, 2015, 2013 mm. um, Eurovision, a bit of calm after the storm, a bit of goodbye to yesterday almost in a way. And even the, the effect on, on screen looked like some an old Eurovision. I can't remember which yeah. one it was. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was the most original thing no. I've ever seen. And that's probably was its downfall, to be honest. And yeah. obviously the juries didn't think that much of it because they really did not come for it at all. I think lyrically it's pretty basic, actually, and a bit... Oof. And um, Alexander Reback was there, and I think he really read them. Actually. Oh, really? <laughs> he was reading everyone in a way, but I think he was like, I, th- I think erring on very much like, yeah, this is nothing new kind of thing. So they've obviously got um, buried because of it. Life is a roller coaster. Hasn't that been done a million times oh, already? Yeah, like, cringe. Keening. Cringe. Uh, so also in third place, and look, between, it was 10 points. 10 points between first and fourth. Like, mm. there was little margins here. Gala Dragot, um, she came third, won the jury. Mm. So... Interesting. Very kind of artistic, musical kind of piece, wasn't it? Think Billie Eilish, think Roxanne <laughs> type of thing. It's probably not the most original thing I've ever seen, but it was very, very well done. And, um, yeah, obviously the juries liked it. So there were some musical chops there for it, but, yeah. Yeah, I, look, I wouldn't see this getting through a televote semi. It was all very nice and artistic, and that was fine. But, <laughs> yeah, just this is not my kind of thing. And I just i am so glad we don't have to hear for the next three, four months about how earnest this is and how, like, artistic it all is. I'm like, good, it's gone. I don't have to deal <laughs> with it ever again. Talking about artistic, Serene, uh, with her song, the big sort of French, almost Sandra Kim-inspired um, 80s bop, amazing song. What do you think about the performance? Yeah, there was something in there. I wish she had a bit more help vocally just to back her up a little because it sounded a little thin. Uh, and, and basically, if she didn't completely hit the note, it was very, very noticeable. So if it could have been beefed up a bit with the backing, I really enjoyed the performance. I loved how colourful it was and kind of quirky and weird, which she kind of is as well. So it suits her. Yeah, I, I'm a little disappointed it only got fourth. Uh, to be honest, I would have thought top three for that one. I probably would have put it in front of Gala. But um, yeah, she only finished three points behind her. Hmm. True, exactly. And look, I think there was a lot made up the fact that this is a Flemish broadcast and this was a song in French. Hmm. So there was that part of it. But ultimately, I think what let it down was just what you said there. Uh, I agree. Like, it did sound quite... Anything she missed, she was she sung it well enough. She was good. Yeah. If you had a better sort of sort of backing up around the whole thing, like a lot of other national mm. finals do, I thought actually the vocal, her recap was the weak vocal part, and oh. it was played over and over. That never helps. No. And I'm not sure about the the staging. It was quirky. It was fun. It was her, mm. but I don't think it matched the song. Like oh. I think this bop. Like I just wanted something more. Like it, I kind of loved it. And it was cute, but then I think. We're sending this to Eurovision and minds of Belgian people. I think they need to see what could have been on stage. Mm. So I wanted something a little bit more um, sophisticated. Okay, fair enough. I can yeah. see where you're coming from. I'll probably disagree, though, because I thought it was fun and memorable. And overall, is any other songs you worth talking about? Not really. I will say, though, I thought generally it's pretty good quality. Where they all came together, obviously they had the two songs previously, they cut that down to one each, and and they really did end up with a decent national final. I, I liked the stage. I thought it looked fantastic. I thought they did a really, really good job of the show. So, yeah, look, probably 
a higher mark for Belgium than I probably would have given them maybe a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I was very impressed with the national final. Hmm. The staging looked really good. You had performances from Duncan Loris and uh, Alexander Reback, big crowd, great LEDs. Mm. Uh, fan, it was just really good. I'm, I'm not sure maybe they'll get the result from it, but I like the step in the right direction for Belgium on this one. They needed to change something up rather than these jury beige stuff. So mm. I think this is good. And poor Hunter Falls finishing last. I thought that was a bit tough. But, I mean, for know. him to finish last, it, 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 I thought he did a pretty good performance with a pretty catchy song. So I think that just overall shows the quality of the national final. I thought he was better than Laura Dana. Her song was a bit dated with that. I with loved the, it. it the, did you see the big so robot? Dated. Yes, so dated. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, look, overall, pretty good. Pretty good stuff out of Belgium. Yeah. Um, don't know if they got the right winner, but hey, you know, we'll see. We'll great, see. great national final from Belgium. Love the direction and we'll see how it all goes in May. Well, also this morning was Norway Melody Grand Prix, a change of format this year to semi-finals rather than the dreaded duels. I'm so glad they are dead and buried. <laughs> I did a poll today and asked people what they preferred. It was like 95% the semi-final format. I'm glad they've changed it. It was just dragging on far too long for the last couple of years with Norway. So, you know, keep the quality, get them a bit more condensed. Well, there was one artist everyone had their eye on this morning. It was a 2020 Eurovision entrant from Norway who sadly obviously didn't get to perform in Rotterdam. It's Orika and her song, Honestly. You say the world when the weight of the world is getting too heavy to hold. Honestly, I, I'm terrified. Cause if there's nothing left for you and me, there's nothing left for me. You said this love would never die. I was never in doubt. Orika did qualify through to the final. Your thoughts on this song performance, Michael? Oh, yeah, I'll agree. Never in doubt. Probably the standout from this morning. I thought this was excellent. She really, really nailed it. It's a great song. I probably wasn't so keen on it in the studio, but seeing it live today, she was fantastic. I think it's the best song we've seen so far of the season. Oh, wow. The, of the whole season? Oh, yeah, for sure. This is... And I hate to say it, but I think MGP's already over. It's, I think it's, it's done. Yeah, it's gone. She's going to take the crown. And this should do pretty well in Liverpool, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Like, when it came out during the week, there's been a lot of chat about it. Mm. I do think it has leaned in heavily into Eurovision, in inverted commas. Mm. People have were saying... It is a bit fire saga, a bit severe. <laughs> True. It's a bit of tension episode two with more bells and whistles in a way. There's a lot of similarities even in the um, presentation mm-hmm. as well. Yep. And they really build up her story about missing out before she performs. So it felt like just the Eureka show this morning. And mm-hmm. why not? She deserves it. And I was a bit dubious on it. And I was not a big fan of attention. Mm. I should be up my alley. Left me cold. Mm. Everyone else loved it. <laughs> and I have to say, this turns on the camp for me. And if you're going to lean into it, lean in hard. Don't do it half-baked. You've got to go full into if you're going to go to this Eurovision stuff. And I think she did a really good job. Yeah, there's room to grow with it, with the staging, etc. Uh, it's not the most original thing we've ever seen. You're no. right. <laughs> this is pretty much Scandinavian recipe 101. Yeah. But it works. And it works really well. She can sell it. You know, sometimes her vocal, I can't say, flaws me. No, no, yeah. But it, it's it's good. It's good, and I think the whole thing works. Although it's going to be very, very hard to beat this out of Norway. 
she she I think gets the most out of her vocal. She mm. doesn't have a dummy in pipes, mm-hmm. so even when she hits those big notes, she kind of half does it, but makes it sound fuller than it actually is. Mm. I don't know if they turn up the volume somewhere <laughs> on something, but it does it does work. So mm. it almost looked like a winner's reprise. It the did. actual performance looked like a winner's reprise. Yep, I will agree with that. All right, the other qualifiers from this morning was Umami Tsunami with Geronimo. What do you think of this? Yeah, it's okay. Really? Yeah, I can't say it really smashed me. Obviously, aren't they using auto-tune? It didn't really work for these boys. Could have probably pumped that up a bit. Generally, it was pretty good. It's a bit messy. They've got the three artists. One's rapping, one's screaming, and the other one's singing. So there's a lot going on. I thought it was a pretty tight package as far as all the choreography and everything went. I'm not surprised it qualified. I'd imagine the younger audience probably going for this one, but yeah, a bit messy for me. Mm. Uh, a lot of members of the Aussie Vision team compare them to Justice Crew. And I think there is some similarities. I mean, number one, they can't sing that well. <laughs> yeah, there was some shocking notes. Look, oh, look, it wasn't that bad. Look, it's actually wasn't. I wasn't sitting there going, "Oh, this is awful." There is obviously auto tune this year in Norway for mm. the first time, and I do think it's helping these boys. Could you imagine it without? Right? <laughs> yeah, and the dancing and the choreography was good and tight. Mm. It, it was a fun performance. I enjoyed the performance. Do I love mm. the song? Not so much, but I wasn't surprised to see them get through. I was like, yeah, this is going to get through. Yeah, I'm not surprised it got through. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of a revamp of that staging come the final. It's a little messy at times. Whether they dress the boys differently from the dancers, etc., etc., yeah. it all just seemed like a bit I was like, are you white. one group? Everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah everyone yeah. was just in white and there was no separation between who should I be looking at, who should I be watching. So clean that up a little bit. And the other qualifier was Alessandra with her song Queen of Kings. Mm, interesting one, wasn't it? It's almost looked like it's some little operatic parts kind of going on in there as well. It was an interesting one. Interesting. I, I'd like to see the results in the end. I don't know. Maybe this one got in third place, maybe. I loved it. Really? I really loved it. Oh. Like, I think <laughs> it might have even been... It was neck and neck for me with Ulrika about, for me, this is my favourite. I just thought she came in with a... Maybe it, was, it woke me up because it was the first thing this morning. <laughs> she just came in with this great, really slick little performance. She did a good job of it vocally. She got a little bit towards the end of, I think, puffed out and mm. the vocal started to struggle a little bit, but auto-tune's helping. <laughs> um, but no, it was fun. It was just a good bop. Yeah, it was fine. Not really my kind of thing, unfortunately. All right, any of the other ones worth talking about here? Um, look, I thought Kate Algobranson uh, was quite good. It was it's very old school kind of uh, Scandi stuff, but I thought she was good. Um, generally, they were all fairly good. Tresco was a little weird by Rasmus. I thought that was interesting. But what was he came out with? Like it's a, almost like a babushka. Yeah, headscarf yeah. kind of thing <laughs> yeah. on and stuff. And Not a giant clock. <laughs> yes, very, very odd. But um, yeah, a bit of fun. I it enjoyed was, it. It was good. I thought, even though that sounds like really novelty, the song was actually pretty good, even though there's kind of novelty noises mm. in there. And I do, I do agree. I do think it, um, it was Kate, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. So the former Eurovision uh, entrant from the from '87, I think it was, and written by Merlin from 2015. Mm. Um, I thought that was really lovely, really suited her, and I think she might have been quite close to qualifying. Reminds me of one of those ones you see at Melfest, yep. you know, when they bring back the legacy artist, and but it was not, it was still good. What do you think of Byron and Joust? Yeah, because obviously Joust returning from Eurovision <laughs> 2017. Um, Byron sang that really well, and I really liked the staging of it. It was kind of disco and lots of like split screen stuff. Mm. 
He's a bit of an odd cat. Yeah, he's a very odd cat. It was an interesting how they started out the back, like in an office type environment, yeah, and then walked why? out the front. Why? What was going on? <laughs> then they had his big head sort of on the screens and stuff. It was odd. And he made some weird sort of noises at the end as well, sort of stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a bit strange. And then poor Eric, he kind of just faded into the background with his kind of man and a guitar. Did a very good job. Decent song. That was one of the type of song that would have won a duel mm. in the past. And now it's coming... I reckon probably towards the bottom of that semi. Probably. It was solid. Good quality. I thought it was a decent song, but yeah, ultimately probably just needed something more. All mm. right. Well, that was the semi-final or Norway's MGP. I'm excited about this Norway MGP for the first time in a while. And the second semi-final will be next week. We'll get the songs during the week. Yeah, they're off to a good start. So I'm interested to see uh, semi two that's coming up. And that one, of course, has Elsie Bay in it. Will probably be the big name. All right. Looking forward to that next week. So in Estonia, we've had two semifinals over the last few days. Semifinal two was this morning and semifinal one was Friday morning in Mm. Australia, Thursday night in Estonia. Now, today was very much about a battle between two women, Sissy and Alika. But we're not going to play them. We're actually going to play the chap from Thursday night, Friday morning, Ollie with Venom. Now, we usually love the big female ballads. Why are we playing this guy with this kind of retro 2000 song? What's going on? It is pretty retro, isn't it? Well, I guess we've already discussed, really, Alika and Sissy before. And also, it probably stood out. I, I probably wasn't going to give this one too much of a chance of getting through to the final, but I thought he did a really good performance, and it did stand out. So, I mean, would I be sending it to Eurovision? Probably not. But uh, at the same token, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. Will the Estonian people potentially send it to Eurovision? Mm, who knows? Who knows? But I mean, we've got a jury to get through as well. So interesting one. Yeah, I think there's something about this. I was a bit on the fence, I think, when it first came out in the songs. I don't even think it made my 10. I think it might have been tight around there for it. And I think it split a lot of fans. Some people love it. Some people really hate it. It does sound like something out of the kind of 2000s to me. Um, not my kind of era and kind of song, but I looked at that performance and went, wow, I think this has got something. And maybe if you do get to, let's just say, I'm not saying this is going to be the case, super final of Alika, Sissy and him. Well, Alika and Sissy might be going for the same people yeah. here. So, and Estonia has a tendency to vote for nice looking young men uh, to go or not always young to go off to the re- represent them so it's got to be a chance yeah I would think so I think getting out of that semi-final was the big hurdle for it so now he's in the final we'll see do you think that was a big I always thought he was going to get mm. through I didn't think he was going to get through oh wow okay mm. now we're talking about could he win <laughs> um, semi-final today um, Alika and Sissy I think we talked a lot about this beforehand what were your thoughts on both their performances if I'm going to put them head to head, I prefer to Leaker's performance. Interesting. Again, nothing completely breaking the mold here. We have, you know, female singer with piano, piano playing itself, kind of like that. But I thought she hit all the notes she needed to do. It just was very professional, very tight. I enjoyed Sissy's performance. I thought she was more theatrical and, you know, there was more in it as far as her energy, etc. However, I didn't think she nailed it vocally, particularly towards the end. I... 
I just felt it got a little bit off the rails a bit towards the end. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, look, Alika was my 12 points going through, so there's no probably, and Sissy wasn't even my 10. So no surprise, I preferred Alika. I was really impressed with Alika's staging and performance. Vocally, very good. I love the piano playing itself, particularly to start with. You know, we were saying before, like, we've seen someone playing the piano to start a song a thousand times. Mm-hmm. You know, woman and piano is like man and guitar. <laughs> so yeah. to see it playing itself was cool, like mm. a nice little thing. And she just really commanded that stage and commanded that vocal great presence Sissy um, I think you know we were really worried about the song and you'd be better live and it was Mm -hmm. definitely like it's about a live performance but because it's about a live performance it's all about her vocal because there's not much of a song there and I think for most of the song it was really good but particularly at the big moment your big kind of money shot kind of thing uh, she didn't. She didn't nail it like she could. Yeah. Um. It wasn't bad. It's just it, it needs to be bigger and better. And she can do it better. I'm not sure about how big she can go. She's got a really good voice, but whether mm. she's a big vocal pipe power note singer. Yeah. 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 I, I think when I was watching it, and I, I mentioned it to you, if this was in a live production and I was watching a play or whatever, I would have gone, "Gee, she was really, really good. That was excellent." But because we're in this competition where basically the magnifying glass goes on all the vocals, etc., that's where it kind of fell down for me. I'm not saying it was bad. No, it was very good. It was very, very good. And I think she does the verses very, very well in that low range excellently. It's just when we had, we needed the moments, I don't know if we really hit the heights. And Mm. that's probably where it's Achilles heel might be for me anyway. Yeah, so other qualifiers from Semi 2 were Inga, which uh, love. I'm so glad Inga's got through again. I was getting dizzy on her on that uh, spinning thing or whatever. <laughs> wow. I was just like, please don't fall over. Please don't fall over. Mm. And also Milik with uh, Tuju. Um, I think the Aussie Vision team ranked this third. Mm. And their little performance is kind of black and white thing. You know, no surprise. It's a bit of a retro song. Mm. But I was glad to see them through. Yep, good to see them through. They were our automatic qualifiers, weren't they? They were indeed. Mm-hmm. And ML's. Now, they got the sort of, uh, what is it, the, the tally vote ticket to the final. Mm. So, what did you think of them? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine, isn't it? To me, that the was fans like fans love it, but, I'm, yeah, I, I mean, I like it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> to me, it did look like a bit of a fifth place. Like, yeah. you did scrape through with the... Uh, with the tally voters. Well, and the automatic qualifiers in the first semi final, other than um, Ollie. So, we had Andreas. Yeah, I can't say I was really, really big on that mm, one. Yeah. Um, Bedwetters, monsters, they came out in the in, in the kind of monster thing and the aesthetic looked really good, mm-hmm. but it's all just a bit a bit lightweight. Yeah. It just didn't match the aesthetic. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not surprised that it got through because it was eye-catching and it's something you're going to remember, but yeah, I don't think it's got too many legs for me. And perennial jury loved, they're loved by the jury, Annette and Freddie mm. with an Annette and Freddie song. Exactly. And, I mean, some people do love, um, you know, they have got a following. I can't say it really works for me. I do find it all a little bit snoozy. But um, no surprise to me that they got through whatsoever. And uh, Yannick or Yannick, I don't know if it's a J mm. or you, it's a House of Glass, the kind of like dated man ballad it was a dated man ballad but I love it I thought it was good <laughs> I thought he did a really really good job of it his vocal was very good so I'm not surprised the the uh, public gave him the sort of pass but uh, 
I was a bit more surprised that it didn't get automatic, if anything. Yeah, so hmm. same here. So I'm very glad that got through. So there's 10 through to the final, and they sprung something on us today. All the rest are not out. Mm-hmm. There's two wild cards to come, which I believe is just going to be a tally vote. So there is still hope for your song, Elisa's song. This it, was your favourite out of Estonia, wasn't it? Yes, Bad Philosophy. Well, it was pretty bad. They didn't even get through today. <laughs> I know. Um, the, oh, yeah, they're doing the wild card for two people. Yep. So obviously one of the songs they wanted to get through to the final didn't. So <laughs> they're now trying to engineer it to get through. Oh, not necessarily. <laughs> Don't be so cynical, Michael. I am. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also Unicorn Vibes missed out, which is one of my little favourites. So mm. you never know, we might see Unicorn Vibes again. We might, who knows. Right, there was a fourth national final, barely a national final, on the weekend. It was from Malta. It was their quarterfinals. Mm. We were expecting a show and qualifications to be announced. 13 songs in it, eight to get through. There was a show, but it was kind of more like live auditions. Mm. And there's no announcement of who qualifies. All the quarterfinals need to be done before the votes happen. And then they announce that it's it's messy. Gosh. (laughs) And then they announce who gets through. You're right. It was very much a sterile kind of audition, sort of. There was just like a single fixed camera with with the logo, etc. and the performer. Very odd way to do it. But I mean, it is Malta. They do things their own way and good on them. Yeah, and so fan favourite Aiden, who came second last year with Ritmu, is back with Regina. Mm. Um, first time we got to hear the song in full. Mm. There's a, a lot of instrumental in the chorus, so I'm feeling there's going to be choreography at that point. Where Ritmu's, I mean, Aiden's doing a bit of Chanel, maybe. Mm. Um, I, I was hoping maybe something a little bit bigger from from Aiden in terms of the song. It's difficult to tell from that kind of format of performance, wasn't it? I definitely think it's probably got another gear. Um, I don't know if I love the song or anything like that, but it all seemed fine. And I'm sure once we get the full package, it'll probably make more sense. That's what. Yeah, true. That's where I'm going with it. Yes. um, The only other one I thought worth mentioning here was um, a woman called Maria De Bono. Her song, it was in Maltese, as as Aiden was as well. It's actually really quite sounded pretty good. Sounded like she could sing it pretty well. And there's about six De Bonos performing (laughs) over the three quarter finals. And at the moment, Maria's the standout. Yeah, she's the number one De Bono so far. (laughs) So um, no, you're right. I thought it was a a pretty good um, first out run, and expect a bit better to come in the uh, final. And the last one I just need to mention is Jason Scary with Anything Can Happen. Now, one thing that won't happen is he won't qualify. (laughs) Very unlikely. Look, it's just, I love this about some of these national finals when there's a lot of songs. Someone gets to live their dream Mm -hmm. and he's living his dream, his best life right now. Yeah. Not sure how far it's going to go with his gold little jacket, but you know what? He's my hero (laughs) of Malta so far. And if he gets through, that would be a a huge victory because it really doesn't deserve to. Yeah. His dream, my nightmare, though. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll have the second quarterfinal next week. Again, we probably won't go too much into it until we get proper live shows. Absolutely. Well, during the week, we received the songs and the artists competing in Ireland's national final Euro song that is on the Late Late Show, mm-hmm. early February. Big name coming out of there was, of course, Johnny Rotten, but he's now performing as part of the group. Public Image Limited. Yes. From back in the 80s, I remember these guys. Made a lot of headlines. I, this is when you see this, the casual person on your Facebook feed 
going, oh my God, they're competing. And then they also DM you and tell you this. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did an article about three days ago. <laughs> it, it certainly got the publicity going for the it selection. Did. Whether the song itself is fantastic, well, that's up for debate. But um, yeah, it certainly got the uh, page clicks. Exactly. And that helps. That helps the national final and having some eyes on it. Mm-hmm. So out of the six songs, the Ausvision team have listened to them all. And we do have a number one. And it's Adji with Too Good For Your Love. I've learned that I'm too good for your love. love, love. You love, love. You love, love. I'm too good for your love. You love, love. You love, love. You love, love. I'm too good for you. Well, this is my 12 points, and I was actually a little bit surprised that the Aussie Vision team did choose it, but I'm pumped. It's great. What do you think of this? Uh, was my 12 points as well. I thought this was the outstanding song of the selection. And I have to say, a much better selection than last year from Ireland. So heading in the right direction. And this one for me, real standout. I think it's got a very cool kind of pan-European sound to it. Like basically, you know, some of that instrumental could could have come out of Eastern Europe type yep, of thing. So totally. you can tell that it's been internationally produced. I think if he can perform it live, and that's probably where I've got my doubts or my question marks, if he can pull this together live, this could be very, very good. Mm. Mm, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm here for it. Yeah, totally. I think it's going to be, how does this song translate live? Mm. Um, you know, there, it does remind me a lot of things we've heard of probably Vidbeer and things like that. That instrumental, you're right. Eastern European sound I yeah I, I think there's some something to work with here but it's either one that's going to just be like oh that was cracking or yeah that was that just did not come together live it, it's pretty simple particularly in the chorus um, that's probably you know something that won't appeal to jury members but um, if this you know goes to a semi-final say this gets the ticket this could stand out I could see a tally voters putting this in a top 10 of a semi-final so yeah if they if this one gets the ticket I, I think that could be onto something any thoughts on any of the other songs that you'd like to mention? Um, I did like Down in the Rain, the uh, rap, uh, the sort of R&B British style rap. I really loved seeing that in the selection. Mm. Now, is it going to you know, get the ticket? I don't know. Let's see how the audience reacts to it because it's probably not a genre people associate with Eurovision. But I just think it is more representative of the kind of local music scene. So, yes, I was really happy to see that in there. Um, I think there was something about Connolly that I really liked. Um, Unfortunately, it's really repetitive in the chorus. The rest of it's really good. It had probably the most potential, I thought. Mm. It's quite... um, It's a really interesting song. It almost sounds at times a bit Coldplay. Uh almost sounds a bit times... A bit. Uh, but there's also this kind of throwback kind of 90s Irish sound almost like like Enya Cross with the Cranberries yeah. like it's a really it's an interesting sound I just don't think the execution was quite there mm, I have I, my first note I had on it was nice vibe yeah. it's got a nice vibe to it so I, I kind of even though I put it fifth <laughs> it was it's only because of the lack of originality it was just a bit too Coldplay for me I think one of the other ones people are talking about is Wild Youth and We mm. Are One that seems to be getting a lot of traction what do you think of that one? Yeah I can see why like it's a very full song it's a very complete thing and it probably is the most kind of complete kind of package mm-hmm. amongst these six songs I loathe it yeah. <laughs> I really do and I just 
I think the problem I have with it, it sounds so like it's written by, you know, when like UK would get a writer's camp of Scandinavians and a couple of locals and they'd come up with something. This sounds like it. It's so basic. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you might put this big full package on it, but it's kind of like just one step up from Soldiers of Love from Denmark in 2016. Gosh. It's just not for me. Okay. But I'm obviously missing something that a lot of people are loving. So you've love it. Go for it. That's awesome. I normally like Scandi Basic, but this is just not it. Yeah, I'll agree. It's probably got the most full production to it. That is kind of radio ready, ready to go. I can imagine hearing that on the radio. But you're right, it's not very original, is it? And I've I've just got here all very solid. That's all I could think about it. It just didn't give me any kind of emotion that it probably should. Solace. (laughs) Yeah, and the chorus is just, it's very, it sounds very Danish, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. it does. Yeah, it sounds like something from DMGP. Uh, Layla Jane, I think, finished second with the team with Ooh, Wild. Wow. Wow. Um, it's quite close between a lot of them because there is a quite. I think it's a very open field. This this bunch and this to me, like, not to keep referring back to kind of things. It sounds like something from Melfest, maybe <laughs> four years ago or something. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun, but it was like it was probably lacking a little bit of originality as well. Yeah, I've I've got some nice elements down for this one. So I think there's little parts of it I really did like. There's something about her vocal tone I think is really nice I'm looking forward to seeing her sing it live but yeah again probably not the most original thing I've heard it's a pretty even feel to be honest so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if everybody sort of you know this order could go in any way really I, I had a top two and then I literally could not dis- they were v- basically on my score sheet all the same pretty much mm-hmm. even even um, the chaps wild youth the last one we have to talk about obviously is Hawaii mm-hmm Thoughts on this? Look, knowing the sentiment behind the song, I think it's a lovely sentiment. I just don't like the execution. I think the execution's awful. He's got—he's not a singer, let's be honest. I don't know. Lyrically, it was clunky for me as well. So I don't want to, you know, run it into the ground because it is a lovely sentiment behind the song, but didn't work for me, unfortunately. Yeah, I, look, I have to agree. The sentiment, I think, made uh, made me appreciate it. I thought there were some really nice kind of emotional elements to the mm. whole thing, you know, when you're thinking about it like that. But if it was completely, you didn't know a thing about it, yeah. I'd probably be teasing the song. <laughs> like, you know, it's not, it's, you know. I think you have to know the sentiment behind to. it to get it because if you come in with fresh ears, it's not going to make any sense to you. And I think that's one of its biggest faults as well, you know. It's something to Nikki Kipiani. Is that, hang on, is that the guy who did two two years in a row for Georgia? For Georgia, yeah, yeah. It kind of you know how he'd always. It's it's kind of in the same vein oh, of God. that, like that Jeez. song he sent in twenty twenty one. Just what is this? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just nothing really there. Not for me. Yeah, but overall, I thought pretty good for Eurosong. I will say I'm disappointed maybe that they didn't throw a little bit more risks in. Mm. Look how well they just did with Junior, and they've been playing around with doing some really kind of more Celtic stuff. And to see none of that in there, I think I think everyone's disappointed and a bit head-scratching. Why not give it a crack? Mm, yeah, look, from hearing from what their head of delegation has said in the past, he's very much, oh, Eurovision is a radio-friendly contest and we need to send a pop song. So I don't expect anything to change out of Ireland until he goes, <laughs> to be yeah, quite honest. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, yeah, because, yeah, mm. yeah Shum from Goay screams radio, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, God, anyway. Mm. Uh, so we'll see where we go with that. But I do think it's a... a a step up overall from last year and let's hope they step up the staging than they did last year as well because um, yeah I think they've got some good songs to work with here (laughs) 
right, just to wrap up all the other news that happened this week, and just a little thing of an artist announcement mm. out of France. Yes. Um, no national final for them this year. We've lost Sevou qui décide. Is that what it was? Yes. Or oh, no, it changed, didn't it? No, it's Sevou qui décide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I lost count. Anyway, <laughs> it's Lazara mm. is going to represent France. Now, she's from Quebec originally as well. Yeah, that's right. Grew up in Canada, but now based in Paris. Look, she seems like a very interesting artist. So they kind of sprung it on us, didn't they? They're yeah. just like, oh, by the way, there's an announcement. Boom, here's your artist. So yeah. I'm a little disappointed they don't have a national final because I think France do an excellent national final. But um, they've obviously seen something in this lady or she's got a song that is just sort of, what do you call it, irresistible. So, yeah, don't take any chances. Send her. Exactly. Don't take the risk. I mean, you know, the year in 2021, they may as well not have had national final because Barbara Pravi was always going to win that with Vila. It was yeah. always, it was just hands down. So maybe that's kind of how they feel about it. Just checking her back catalogue, I really like the sound. It's almost like there's a bit of throwback chanson with a lot more modern stuff, not like full Barbara Pravi style, but just like, I guess, inspired by more of that kind of retro French sound, which I like. She's got a varied sort of catalogue, isn't it? Um, so I'm interested to see what she does because it could go in any direction. I don't think she's one of those artists you can pigeonhole and say, oh, well, she does ballads or oh, she yeah, does totally. upbeat dance music. No, she does all sorts of stuff. So interesting, really interesting. And she seems fab. Mm. Do you know she's got a range of scarves? Oh, really? That's awesome. <laughs> so Kyriakos found that she has a range of scarves. Oh, I know Craig from the team has bought one. Oh, jeez. Are we all <laughs> going to be wearing scarves in uh, Liverpool? Is going to be a fashion statement. I have no idea. I don't know if Kiri has. I bet you he has, though, already. So, um, yes, the Aussie team might be in full uh, Lazara scarves come Liverpool. Um, like silk scarves. I don't know. Type thing. I not just... like football kind of scarves. Uh, no, no, not. Uh, could you imagine? I don't think it's. I think they're fashion scarves. Like, oh, wow. Silk or something. Fashion scarves. Lovely. Yes. So there you go. Mm. Other news other than Lazara's scarves for the week. Uh, Serbia announced their artists competing. Probably the talking point was Hurricane is back, but as a whole new ensemble. So they're not back, in other words. No, the brand name of Hurricane's back, but they're three completely different new people. people. It's basically sugar babes in Serbia. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really odd thing, isn't it? Why just not? Let's just call them something different. I know. Oh, my God. Because so if you've got that brand, expecting them to mm. be there, it's not even been a period of time like the Sugar Babes were, where eventually they were all replaced. But it was over many years. This okay. is like one year later. I know. We're just a brand new hurricane. Were these the three girls that the others stole their hair off? Because they had about... <laughs> Ten people's worth of hair on stage, so maybe these are the maybe these girls supplied the hair. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. So that's so always great national finals. Looking forward to that. Croatia, their songs are out as well. There's quite a few, so haven't had time to go through them all. But mm. I did listen to Demir's because okay. he's Gensel. competing again. So yes. he was in he won Dora in 2020. Didn't get to go to Eurovision, obviously. Mm, good song and too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I really liked 2020. This is pretty good from what I hear, but we've got to listen to it amongst the whole bunch. But those songs are out as well. Looking forward to it. And I don't know, hopefully a little bit of an upturn in luck for Croatia because I think they've been a little bit unlucky recently. And in UMK, they also announced their artists, and I had no idea who any of them were. <laughs> and that's what I like about Finland, yes. because yeah. they always go, there's young, up-and-coming artists, and that's why they're doing very well, and have got a great national final. So we're not, you know, digging up the dead. Yes, no more Deruta, please. Um, but no, look, from what I see online, good reaction to what we've seen so far, because they're announcing the song sort of one per night, weren't they? They announced them. So, yep. yeah, interesting way of doing things. I don't question UMK. They're obviously doing it pretty well so far. So, well done. Well done. Exactly. And then also in the last few weeks, we have had all the songs from Romania 
and all the songs from Latvia, which we have had a chance to go through. Now, we do have our bonus episode this week for those subscribed to Patreon, where we will go through our favourites and the team's favourites. We have a lot of strong opinions on these national finals and some of the songs, Mm -hmm. but maybe just give overall impression um, about the lineup of them. Look, Latvia, I know, has been completely slated. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, we're talking a very small country here, so I wasn't expecting, you know, terrific music, but it's not that bad. I can't say anything out there really stands out out of that one for me. Yeah, uh, it wasn't that good either. No, it wasn't, <laughs> but it wasn't that but bad. It wasn't, I know, it wasn't that bad. There was there are a couple of little gems in there, but I must say there was like two songs where, like, maybe this is just me showing my age, but it was just noise. I was like, my ears were bleeding for a couple of them. It was awful. But there were some good ones in there as well. And I don't know if it's because we just listened to Romania straight after. Mm. I really quite enjoyed Romania, but maybe because that was in comparison to Latvia. Possibly, yes. I won't say it's the strongest Alexia I've heard out of Romania, but there's some varied stuff in there. But, uh, yeah, not bad, not bad. Again, looking forward to the lives on that one. The Romanians put on a show, and uh, I think once you see them in the live I think it'll probably get another gear I think there's one or two that can qualify out of a semi-final Eurovision in that bunch for sure so take a listen to the episode on Patreon the link will be in the show notes Right, well, we have our first week ahead of the season. Mm-hmm. We've got enough going on now to warrant it. Uh, Portugal and Denmark, their songs will be coming out during the week. Mm, awesome. I always enjoy a bit of Festival de Cansal. See how many, you know, uh, Fado whaling people we get this year. <laughs> it's been such a good national final the last few it years, um, FDC. And I just love Portugal and Denmark could not be further from each other <laughs> on the scale of national finals, right? They're, That's so true. They are basically the complete opposite. Yeah. I mean, personally, I don't mind a bit of Danish music because I don't mind a bit of bland stuff, but I'm not expecting too much out of Denmark, let's be honest. Yeah. And then next weekend, we have the Maltese quarterfinals we mentioned. We have the next semifinal of Norway. And we also have the first heat or semi, um, whatever it is, of Lithuania. Mm. Pabandam is Najal. Yeah, yeah. is back. One of our favourites is coming back again. Yeah, look, it, they generally put on a decent show. I wish they had stronger songs, but um, they seem to have done okay recently at Eurovision. So, hey, all you need is one good song, and they seem to have found that every year. So, who knows? We'll, we'll get another one. Such a good point. Mm. Not, like, I honestly think, other than that one year, it really is one of the not quality national finals going around (laughs) but they only need one and they do it well and Lithuania's got one of the best track records uh, particularly over the last decade so they've done very well so something will be amongst that bunch no doubt and there'll be some awful stuff as well yeah absolutely that's exactly right there'll probably be one gem and a lot of dirge (laughs) exactly All right. well that's the show for the week big 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 week and it's only going to get busy as it goes so thanks so much for joining us for, for this week and we'll see you next weekend yeah thanks for joining us guys catch you later As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.